Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. I'm Brittany Fry, and we are excited for our episode today all about um, age-appropriate chores for young kids, toddlers. Where do you start? How do you, what kind of system do you have? It's submissions, so we are just sharing all the things that you guys shared with us. Yes. Okay, I'll start off before we jump in with what I'm grateful for, and this has been a struggle in our house lately, so it's just a big win, but food. Oh my goodness. I feel like I was really intentional about introducing Miles to food. We did baby led weaning. He was eating curry at eight months old, you know, and I just felt like that was something that's always been a priority to me is introducing diverse foods and feeding him really healthy is is something I really value. Anyway, I feel like just the last six months, Food feels like such a battle. I actually (laughs) was going back and thinking about our conversations with Sierra and Emmy and just thinking, okay, what, what am I doing wrong? Because yeah, I could talk about this for an entire episode, but food is just becoming a battle and he only wants snacks and quesadillas basically. And I'm just like, how did we get here? I've tried so hard to feed you healthy. How is it that you only want these foods right anyway all that to say yeah what I'm feeling so grateful for is yesterday I made him lunch and I just made these chicken sausages and um I gave him an applesauce and sweet potatoes which is not a fancy meal at all but he ate every last bite and it was such a win that it just felt like such relief like okay he will still eat normal food and it felt like a little bit I don't know because it's not just like I want to win this battle but I want him to be eating food that is nourishing his body totally. and making him feel good and I think that's the interesting thing about food is it's it can be so stressful and you don't want there to be pressure yeah but you feel all the pressure because it's not just you know a, a like battle of wills yes it really is that you are concerned for their well-being I want what's best for yes. him yes, and totally yeah I was truly like Googling, can my child survive just off of quesadillas? Because I'm fine with him eating quesadillas, but when he refuses everything except for that. Right, when that's the only nourishment. Yes, and it's not it's not quite that bad. I just feel like it has been Yeah, I've worked so hard at it. It's so confusing to me how I got here. Yes. But no, I understand that. Anyway. I'm he happy had, for he you. He ate a good that meal a yesterday and it felt so good. No, and I'm there was happy no arguing about it it was just which I try not to argue anyways but anyways no another topic for another day but I'm totally no and that is that would be another good one to kind of do another deep dive into I know we've talked about it we'll link those episodes with Sierra and Emmy so you can revisit them but no I I think that is the struggle that's the funny thing is I I I feel like I've been through so many phases of eating. Um, Brooks has had digestive issues, which I'm sure I've mentioned a thousand million times because it's, it's just, a big deal. It is a big deal. It has consumed years of my life. And so I was so, 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 so strict about the way he ate for probably 18 months to two years. And then I think just having wells, like really in a lot of ways, I had to let go of a lot of that control. Anyway, but it's funny because for a long time I thought like, oh, 
this is this kid just eats perfectly. Like I did all this work, and yeah, and it was funny because I was getting tips from like moms who also had, I don't know, like an eighteen month old or a two year old, and they're like, oh, like trust me, this will work. And then at some point, every mom hits the phase where they're like. I worked so hard. They ate everything and now they don't. Now they eat nothing. <laughs> like the things that they loved, they hate. And the things and it's that, emotional. Yes. And it's so hard. And it feels like such a fail because you were feeling like you were winning and yep. then you're feeling like you're losing. You just described my feelings. Exactly. <laughs> I totally know. And I think that's been the biggest thing for me now that watching Wells go through those phases. And I mean, ultimately it's been helpful too because they eat so differently. Yeah. And I realized I have done the exact same thing for them you know yeah. so one I'm like okay part of this is innate but two now that I'm watching Wells go through those phases it's been helpful to go through that with Brooks I feel like because I can take a lot of that pressure off with yeah. Wells where I know it ebbs and flows yeah. just like every other behavior yeah. right but I don't know food is like a really um specific trigger I think it it's is. like really difficult so I'm happy for you that you had a good <laughs> lunch you. yesterday <laughs> thank you it gave me hope that good. he will eat Food that I make him. Yes, totally. Um, okay, my moment of gratitude. I just was talking to somebody about the podcast a couple of days ago, and it was um, just someone I hadn't met before, and they were asking me about it and what I enjoy about. You know, I just was like, it has been the best. I love it so much. And she's like, well, why? Like, what do you <laughs> love about it? And I just was like, the community. When, when we started, I don't know that I would have said that – I needed um, a podcast community or, I mean, I wanted one, but I don't know that I would have necessarily placed a lot of value on that from the beginning. I mean, because it was something we didn't have. And now that it has been, we're coming up on two years in December, which is really exciting. And now that we've been doing this for a couple years and putting in this effort and um, I meet people like out and about or people reach out to us on Instagram or whatever. It, I love the community that we have from this podcast. It is the best. I love learning from other moms. I love seeing the way that other moms do this. I just um, am really, really feeling so grateful for this community that we have in Kindred Conversations. I love that. I wholeheartedly agree. I can't believe it's been almost two years. I, me either. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. I love it. But I agree. It's so special to be able to hear from moms who... I feel like are just trying so hard to be the best moms for their kids and everyone has different ideas and perspectives and I feel like I've learned so much from asking questions and preparing episodes and it's been so fun. Yeah. Um, so it's perfect today. We're doing a submission episode and um, I was telling Brittany right before we started recording that I felt like this episode was going to be really straightforward. You know, what chores do you do? What are your tips for getting your kids to do chores? And then as I started reading tips and also thinking about how I feel about it, and I also listened to a couple of podcasts from Janet Lansbury, who is our queen, <laughs> but I'm just thinking about chores and realizing, oh my goodness, this is not as straightforward as I thought it was going to be. I think there are so many so many things that go into it because when you are organizing how your family is going to contribute, you are also creating a family culture. And that's not something that you can really do by a sticker chart or whatever it is. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but 
I just think, you know, the way that we are presenting this to our kids and the way that we are organizing and structuring this is going to affect our family. And that this episode has really gotten me thinking about that. And so I'm excited for the chance to talk about it and to hear everyone's input. Yeah, I totally agree. We first asked, what are some of the first chores that you introduce? I would say age-wise, looking at these things could be anywhere from like ages two to four. I even think a little. some of them are even a little bit earlier. Yes. But yes. generally, I think early early toddlerhood to preschool years. Yes, totally agree. So the first person said that putting dishes in the sink, which this for me, I feel like in my, my definition of quote unquote chores, this is probably our first like consistent. Yeah. There are other things like getting dressed, but I don't really consider that a chore in our house. That's just something that has to happen. It is a lot of work, yeah. but I'm not thinking of it as like, a oh, chore. Brooks is helping the household right now. Yeah. yeah no. He's doing but, his part. Yeah. <laughs> but the dishes in the sink, that's one where I'm like, okay, this is You're like- contributing. Yep. You are contributing. And this is something that needs to be done for everybody's benefit. So that has been our most consistent. And I think it's a good starting place because- it's usually, I mean, given how meals are going, right? Like Ferris is talking about, given how meals are going, I feel like after breakfast or after dinner, generally they're in a better mood. They just ate. You've spent time together as a family. And it's such a quick, easy task that there's not a lot of pushback on it. Yeah. It's something that you can just remind them, hey, when you're done, bring your dish over or I need you to, you know, bring it over so I can, we can clean up. And it's such a fast, easy thing. Whereas something a little bit more involved, a little bit more skill, you know, um, involved can bring a lot more pushback. So I like this starting point. Yeah, I agree. Also, somebody said that they have their their kids hang their coats put away their clothes in the hamper and put their dishes in the sink and she brought up the point she's like are these chores or are they good manners and it it kind of got me thinking and I think the way that you introduce chores is starting with those things that are good manners and I think a big part of chores and a real reason that I value them because you know Miles putting his sink in the in the or his dishes in the sink doesn't actually help me that much right but I want him to do it for his independence and Mm -hmm. for his confidence and I think that's where these chores start is doing things for themselves that build independence and just do create good manners you're teaching them how to be good people I was thinking a lot about um the book how to raise an adult we rave about that book (laughs) um but she talks a, a lot about chores And, or I shouldn't say a lot, but she definitely does talk about chores. And she says mainly when they're young, it's easy. You just want to get them excited about the fact that they can contribute. And you want to instill that intrinsic motivation in them. Oh, thank you. Thank you for putting your dish in the sink. That was helpful. Nothing over, over the top, but just acknowledging it, thanking them and letting them feel that sense of independence because that does feel good to them. Yes, totally. I think one of my biggest examples of like getting excited about something was another submission that somebody put in and they said putting their clothes in the hamper and putting a hamper in Brooks's closet was like 
so exciting for him. It <laughs> he was just thrilled, and <laughs> the fact that he got to put his dirty clothes in his dirty laundry is just like he thinks it's the best thing ever. That's so cute, <laughs> and I love that. So that's another great like great place to start if they're old enough to undress themselves, or even I mean, even if you're taking their clothes off to get ready, you know, get in pajamas ready for bed, you can have them run it over there yeah. to their hamper. But even like if I'll tell Brooks like this is dirty, throw it in the laundry. He'll be like, can I put it in mine? I'm like that is fine. Put it in yours. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like I, I, I think that not every chore are you going to have that intrinsic motivation, but oftentimes you will, which well, you can play off of that. And I think we want to start it early enough that they yes. feel that. Yes. Because I've already noticed there are a few tasks where I waited too long with Miles, and now he doesn't want to. Well, and right, a three and four year old like that is their. That is their thing. That yeah. is what they they want to push back. So that is it is helpful to start. So if you young. start when they're two and yes. excited about it, yes. where they don't necessarily feel that internal need to push back. To yes. Okay. A lot of people actually talked about laundry. Their people said that they have their kids help them switch from the washer to the dryer. Miles helps me with that. You. Um. Or they they take their folded clothes and they put them in their room. Somebody actually had a tip that they put pictures of the item that goes in the drawer. So that was so cute. Isn't that a good idea? So you have like a picture of a shirt on the shirt drawer so the kids know, okay, my shirts go in this drawer and they can put their laundry away. I'm going to do that. It's a good idea. I think I'll print some like little cartoon pictures out maybe and laminate them and just tape them to the bottom of Brooks's drawer. Okay, yes, it's a great idea. I'm going to do it too. Anyways, I think there are are a lot of opportunities for kids to help out with laundry. Low stakes. Yes, super low stakes. Okay, a big one for me that I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure out how to implement this, and a few people talked about it, is cleaning rooms and like cleaning their bedroom or cleaning a playroom. That's something that <laughs> I feel like I'm really inconsistent with effort there. Yeah. Because it does take a lot of effort on my part to get them to do it. And their bedroom, not as much of a big deal, right? Like we can throw dirty clothes in the hamper and, you know, whatever, put all the stuffed animals in a basket. But the playroom, I have all organized into um, like all the train pieces go in this box and all that. And them just like throwing random toys into boxes is actually like so not helpful. <laughs> so I feel like I'm still trying to figure this one out. I don't know if anyone has any great tips. I'd love to hear, but. Okay. I have a few thoughts about this. Um, one, I'm definitely in this phase of trying to get Miles to clean up his toys. And I'm just about to spew a lot of thoughts. And <laughs> I will just acknowledge that this is a conversation. I'm, I have not perfected this. But here, here are my thoughts. <laughs> so I remember my mom doing this. And I, it feels natural for me to do it with Miles. But we were trying to clean up Miles' toys yesterday, and he's like, it's too big of a mess. I don't want to clean it up. And my reaction was to be like, okay, if these if these are too many toys for you to manage, let's give some of them away. And I feel like I need to do that from a place of like calm and boundary setting, not right, a place of anger, right. or else it can really- Or like threatening. Yes. Or- totally. Yes, which that's another tangent. Like, do we threaten or do we- I, like that's a very natural consequence. You know, if totally you can't agree. manage your toys, we're going to have to put some of them away or give them to another kid. Yeah. And I feel like there's a way to do that. That's not a threat, but just a natural right. consequence right. of you not being able to manage your items. Like it's not coming out of anger. It's just purely reasonable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You ha- you're right. You might have too many toys. Yeah. 
we're going to have to give them to some other kids if you can't manage them. Or even that does feel like it could be a punishment, which I try and stay away from. I try and do natural consequences, not punishments. But I also think I could say, okay, you have way too many toys right now. We're going to box up most of them and put them where they're unavailable. Because when they also have too many, they're just making messes with them. Oh, for sure. Um, so anyways, that's been a thought for me is I need to have this be manageable because I don't want to be managing his toys. Yeah. Um, another thing when I was listening to Janet Lansbury, I thought it was really interesting because people have a lot of questions about chores, but my takeaway from what she was saying is she doesn't really do chores or like set responsibilities that the child is expected to do, um, which she works very much with young kids like she's specifically toddlers yes she's a toddler a toddler expert um so I don't necessarily think that applies to older ages but she said that she just tries to make um basically make it a way that you hold space for their feelings about it and when they ask for help you do it together and it's something that you can help them learn but it's not this point of contention or or she said a lot of parents use the term, like, I want to get my kid to do this. And she said just that thought process of I want to get them to do this, that's probably not going to be super successful for you. So instead of demanding, it's time for you to go put the dishes on the table so we can eat dinner, you could say, okay, can you set the table so that we can eat dinner? Just the difference is it, it's more of a natural transition rather than you are, quote unquote, like being the boss or trying to um, demand something of them. Yes. Yes, that makes sense. And that's actually a great reminder because I have been in the past really consistent with um, only keeping a couple toys out for my boys. But we moved into a house that we mostly live on the main floor and like just don't really use our basement. (laughs) And there's just a lot of random little rooms in the basement. And so we made one of them a toy room, which is also funny to me. Because I've been saying, where did these come from? Like, I don't even buy toys. Where did these come from? (laughs) They just collect. I mean, eventually birthdays and Christmas add up, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, and it's fun to have a toy room. But Johnny and I always say the same thing where we're like, if when they have a few toys out that they can like pick, intentionally choose and play with, it's great. But when there's too many, they become a means of making a mess. And that is the play. Like there isn't really structured play with that. Anyway, so so that actually is a great reminder. But the other thing um, I thought was interesting, um, hearing what Janet had to say, which again, we will link some of her episodes where she talks about in the show notes, where she talks about chores. But one of the things that I was really taking away was just this idea of not putting a ton of pressure on it because you don't want it to come to that point where they're like, no. And it's a like, power struggle. Yes. You don't want it to become a power <laughs> you struggle. You know, it's not worth it for you. And oftentimes the little chores that we're asking them to do are little things that honestly aren't really going to make a huge difference anyway. So just being consistent with building a schedule around opportunities for them. I kind of looked at it the way if you've done taking care of babies, I, I think this is a phrase that she used. Um, she's like a sleep trainer and she has all these courses that you can do. And she um, uses this phrase of it's your job to offer a nap and it's their job to take it. 
and they may or may not choose to do so. And I feel like that about chores, that it's your job to offer them and to allow them the opportunity to grow and gain that responsibility and gain that confidence, but they may or may not take it. Yeah. And I do think that as your children get older, you'll parent in another way, you know, where they do, there are expectations and they do take on a lot more responsibility, but especially with toddlers, If you are telling them to do something all day long, I think it's just going to create a lot of resentment. And so maybe it's your job to offer the chores in a way that feels right for you and your kid. And it's their job to choose to or not. And again, you can, you can debate how you want to handle this, but I feel like in my house, if Brooks is adamant that it's not happening, I'm probably going to let it go because I don't want to come to that point where it's just a point of contention because yes. it can be. She also talked about how um, how a lot of times if you're trying to get your child to do chores after an outing or at the end of the day, that's really a time where you're setting yourself up for fail or failure. <laughs> if, if you want it to be a success, you kind of need to be like um, aware of your expectations and the mental state of your child because your child is going to have a very different reaction before you go on an outing rather than after. And I think that's something that I am working on is just saying, okay, Miles, we need to get this job done before we can go do this. And it has, ever since reading How to Raise an Adult, he, I have wanted him to do it on his own. Um, but Janet was leaning me or was making me more lean toward the idea that if your child asks for help, you you can give it to them and you right. can work on it together. And eventually, as they learn and become more comfortable with the task, they can do it on their own. Right, right. Which I do like. That was one of the ways that How to Raise an Adult phrased it is like, what can your child do for themselves? 100% for themselves. Okay, that should that's like a great place to start. Like have them start doing those things for themselves. But then the, there are other points where like, what can they do almost for themselves, but they may need a little help. Yeah. And then it was like, what are some tasks that you can help them do? And then the last was like, what are the tasks that they 100%, like they don't know how to do yet and they need your help. So you're working on a lot of fronts here. And and I mean, sometimes it may be a task that you think they should be able to do by themselves, but maybe they aren't 100% comfortable with it yet. So well, you are going to be helping maybe them. Maybe they do have too many toys and you need a system that's going to be really easy for them. Or maybe totally. it's confusing where their clothes go. So you need to put the sign in their dresser right. or whatever it is. But I think we can just make it make more sense for our families because we also want them to want to be contributing members of our families. We want them to be excited and have that confidence that comes from contributing Mm -hmm. and caring for themselves. Yes, I totally agree. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know, this is so... These are my thoughts, but I do feel like consistency will win out, right? Like yeah. many, as an adult, how many times do you hear your parents' voice of the thing that they have just said to you a million times? And like, did you always listen to them? No. Like, are you as an individual 100% obedient? No, nobody is. So don't expect that from your children. Yeah. But I do believe that consistency, consistently providing an opportunity for them to help out the household, I think that will win out over time. Yeah, I agree. Um, Somebody said that they have their their 14 month old wipe his high chair after eating. And another person said that they have their child wipe up their own spills. And I think when you consistently do that becomes 
an expectation, not even just for you, but for them. They expect when they make a mess that they're going to be the ones to clean it up. Right. And that's just a good life habit. It shouldn't be normal. I don't want to raise a child that's 16 and spills and expects me to clean it up. Right. So I think that's good. You can start that when they're 14 months old. Okay, come help me wipe this down. And then eventually they're doing it on their own. Totally. That is making me laugh because... We, I took the, my boys to the pumpkin patch a couple of days ago and it was so fun and it was just the three of us. And I love doing that every once in a while. Like not every day are we going out for like the most fun date, but it was so fun. And I love going places with the two of them where there's not a lot of boundaries or expectations. Yeah. So I truly can just sit back and enjoy them. Like it's yeah. just so great. So anyway, we're just having the best time. They're just loading up this wheelbarrow with pumpkins, like way too many Anyway, we ended up buying just way more pumpkins than we needed and we take them home and they're so excited about them and they actually have been a great play toy for October. I will say like highly recommend utilizing the pumpkins anyway, but last night Brooks and Wells wanted to play outside and they started just like rearranging the pumpkins and then ended up putting them in my bush and just moving them like all over the place and, and like genuinely making a mess. And I'm like, okay, sometimes I feel like they're too messy for inside, but what is it with boys? Is it just boys? I think it is. They're just so crazy. (laughs) I just was laughing. I'm like, Johnny, I sometimes will tell them like, you guys are being too rowdy to play inside right now. I want you to play outside. And they are too rowdy for outside. I'm like, what is with this? Anyway, so they threw all these pumps, like threw them into my bushes in the front yard and I am not going to climb in there. And it was a great opportunity for me to say... Because I, you, you know, through those, yep. You Brooks and I had the conversation. Who's gonna pick them up? Well, I think you can. You know, Brooks is like, you can. I'm like, no, 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 no. Whoever, when we make a mess, we're in charge of picking it up. If you make a mess, you are, are in charge of cleaning it up, and I can help. But this is your job. And I again feel like consistency in that area is just like a great life lesson to yeah. learn. So it took definitely more time than it would have if I had just gone and done it for them. And I was incentivized by the fact that I'm seven months pregnant. So I was not going to bend over and climb in the bushes and pull all the pumpkins out. But I did like pull the branches back so that they could learn that lesson of like, you made this mess. Time for you to pick it up. Well, also over time, I think they make less messes because they know that they're going to have to clean it up. Just like I make less messes because I know that I'm going to have to clean that up. Yes. Yes. Yep. I totally agree. Um, I think you bring up a good point too about just remaining unruffled to borrow Janet Lansbury's phrase but you could have been so frustrated and annoyed that they did that with the pumpkins and then if you came from a place of you have to go do that because you made that mess which I know this from experience because I have come at it from this point before right then then that doesn't really help but but in your example where you're talking about like okay this mess has been made and now it needs to be cleaned up and I'll help you. And it, it wasn't super emotional, but you set that boundary and they knew that they could fall back on you for support. Anyway, I think that's a big, a big difference in how totally. you Totally. Yes, I totally agree. Okay. Lots of tangents there, but moving on to some of the other things that people said that, um, some of the chores that they have started with. One was having the older children help take diapers from a younger sibling, an infant, um, dirty ones to the trash or grabbing a new one while they're in the middle of diaper changes. I think they love that feeling too of being a good big brother or sister. Totally. 
somebody said that their toddlers help water the garden and pick produce. And I have to say, Miles, I will send him down to our garden to get some fresh mint or a ripe tomato or whatever it is. And he loves it. He's so excited, takes so much pride in it. And my garden is not amazing by any means. And it's especially less amazing because I have a little toddler um, going through it. (laughs) But he loves it and it's a really fun way to involve him. And I love too that that is um, like very, that's a very rewarding thing. I mean, even as an adult, it's rewarding, but I think the reward's very obvious, right? Yeah. That they get to help out in a way that's so visible. Yeah. That it's not so um, vague exactly yeah. what, why they're doing this. <laughs> um, okay. Lastly, we t- touched briefly on this, but um, somebody else talked about having their children help set the table versus like we discussed bringing dishes back from oh, the yeah. table, but also... Um, that's a great, my boys love helping in the kitchen cook meals or pick, you know, pick up their dishes, but another one's like a dishwasher. I think a few people mentioned dishwasher. Yeah. And that's another big one that they both think it's like so, so fun. Yeah. Miles will hand me the utensils. Yeah. We just finally mostly finished our kitchen and I am so excited. Now I have a drawer where Miles can get his own cups and and plates and basically everything that he needs, which before just the configuration of our, of our kitchen that we didn't have a spot like that. And that's been so nice for him to be able to manage that. Okay. We'll get into some of the tips that we got. We got so many good ones. Um, somebody said that they do chores together as a family every Saturday morning and they just have triggers that make it a memory. Okay. It's Saturday morning. It's family family work day, we're going to be doing these tasks. Yes. I am still trying to figure out a way to implement that. I have to be honest. I hated Saturdays growing up. Oh, I grew up with Saturday work day. Yeah. And my family motto too is every all red a helper. Every all red a helper. <laughs> I love that. But we'd be like going into the house with groceries and my mom would be like, every all red a helper. <laughs> my maiden name is I all can red. picture it. That's just the best. So, yeah, I don't know. I honestly didn't love Saturdays. Um, and I'm trying to figure out a way. At, like, and it's hard to say. It wasn't It wasn't that I'm like, oh, I have to do chores all day. But I just had this general feeling of like, I don't really like this day. That's and funny. even as an adult, I will tell Johnny like, Sunday, fantastic. Friday, obsessed. Saturday, eh. Like, don't love it. Don't love Saturday. (laughs) And because it's like one of his days off, like I want to really enjoy it. Yeah. Anyway, we're still trying to figure out a way. That's funny. To like get the chores done so that I'm not exhausted by the end of the night, you know? But, um, but I would say in our house priority is like going as a family to do something fun. Yeah. And then chores kind of fall second. And sometimes, sometimes that's great and sometimes it's not. So I don't know. Trying to figure out how to make that work. The culture, like I said, in my family was big on everybody helping but we grew up, um, which now it's so funny because I'm the oldest of five kids. Yeah. And then now my sister, the, the youngest, <laughs> like it's just so different. We laugh about it all the time. But when I grew up, it was very much like, okay, we wake up, we do Saturday work day, we all do chores together, and then we go out and do an activity. And we were big on bike rides. So we'd go on a bike ride to a pizza place or whatever it was. But those things came in a pair. Yeah. And I really like that. And I imagine that we will emulate that as we – grow our family as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, I love that too. Okay, another person said everyone helps clean, not just the parents or kids. And I imagine that this is not just like a set clean time, but just any time that they are picking up, wiping down, whatever it is, 
it's a job that everybody does together. And again, I like that consistency that there's always um, that trigger. Something needs to be cleaned. Everybody helps. Yeah. Okay, wait. I'm just laughing. Did you ever think... I was talking to my sisters about this the other day. We were dying. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever think that your parents... I genuinely used to think that my parents had so many kids so that we could help. (laughs) I've never thought that, but that is funny. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They needed more help around the house. They just kept helping them. (laughs) Which I'm making it sound like my parents had us do a lot of chores, which is like, Funny. Which is like not the case. I feel like we did a very like healthy right. amount of right. chores. It's it was like we were spoiled in a good oh way, you my know. Gosh. But I genuinely, as a kid, would think, oh my gosh, like she just had us so we could do the dishes. <laughs> I cannot. That <laughs> Which, is like, hilarious. As a mom now, like I'm literally in tears thinking about how funny that is because my mom like slaved right, for us. Right. Like she did everything in the world for us. Oh my gosh, but, that cracks me up. Anyways, it's just so funny how different it is when you're a mom looking back and just realizing like, oh my goodness, my, my mom did so much for me. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, Mom. (laughs) Um, Okay, I've been working with Miles on trying to get him to feel accountable for his toys and his messes. And we are big on quiet time at our house. And I've been thinking, because a lot of times when I try and get him, I want him to be intrinsically motivated. And so I'll say, okay, like this, we need to clean up this mess before we leave to go do whatever it is. And no matter how excited he is for the activity, he is not that doesn't really mot- motivate him to do any jobs. Yeah. So I've been thinking, but he usually is really motivated to get out of quiet time. He's usually over it when he's over it. And so I thought, okay, put your toys away and then quiet time can be done. So I'll report back that. on that one. But I, cause we don't, we don't have a playroom. He has toys in his room. Um, so I'm going to work on that one and I will report back, but that's yeah, please do. my plan. I like, I actually really like that a lot. Paris and I were talking today about, how positive reinforcement and natural consequences are really great tools to help guide your children. But um, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you were talking about the emotion that stems behind them. We were just saying how it's really interesting. The way you phrase it or the way you come at it can quickly turn positive reinforcement into bribery or it can turn uh, natural consequences into threatening, which both... I mean, I think everyone would argue are not great tools to help your yeah. child, to help guide your children, right? They're usually very unsuccessful and they just leave everyone upset. Yeah. And so anyway, it's interesting. I think a lot of that does come from, um, come from the emotions that are guiding you as you are talking to your child or explaining them. But also specifically with positive reinforcement and rewards, I've thought about this. I was asking a friend um, who does have a sort of reward system for her children, how she does it and what she recommends and how she implemented it, et cetera. And it was, it was interesting. It was something I wouldn't have thought of, but she specifically said she never uses them as a bribe. So it's never like, go do this and then you can get a coin. And also she never uses them as a threat. It's never, if you don't do this, then you don't get a coin. 
they're only used after the fact and on her terms. So if a child helps with the dishes, yeah. for example, then she'll say, thank you so much for helping with the dishes. Why don't you go put a coin in your jar? And it's just like a little extra emphasis on the positive reinforcement. Yeah. It's not a ton of fanfare every time, but it's a very obvious way for them to see like, oh, this is a good thing that I did. Yeah. This is helpful. Mom, you know, mom wanted me to do that, whatever. Anyway, I thought that was a great reminder because I had been finding myself, you know, just <laughs> in desperation. Yeah. Bribing or threatening, which is just... I mean, I could go on. It's a headache and a half, right? Yeah. Like you leave just like, what the heck was I doing? <laughs> and that was a helpful tip to remember like rather like beforehand, not using anything like dangling a carrot or stick. It's more after the fact that you can either talk something through yeah. because your child's in a better headspace to talk it through and explain why maybe something wasn't acceptable. Or it's an opportunity for you to... Um, clearly and without a lot of extra fanfare to thank them and let them know that that was helpful. That was what you wanted. Anyway, that has been helpful for me to think of it that way. Um, and how I am like positively reinforcing the behavior. Yeah. I really like that. I know a lot of people do allowances or, or, um, like monetary reward systems for chores, which I can definitely see us doing as Miles gets a little bit older, but we're not there quite yet. So a few people gave ideas that I think are especially applicable to a little bit older children. And I'll share those even though I am i don't feel like quite there yet. But um, somebody said that they have each child have a weekly responsibility. That way it doesn't change from day to day. So it's not confusing. But they know, okay, this week it is my job to unload the dishwasher every every morning. And then it switches with another child the next week. Um, somebody said they have a chart in the kitchen and they have da daily responsibilities and then they have options or a list of other chores that need to be done around the home that they can do that have a monetary value associated with them. So for example, okay, you do these chores and then if you want to do these extra chores, you can have $4 or whatever it is. Right. I, I actually love that idea for older kids. I mean, obviously... My children would not understand that. <laughs> but um, like teenagers, I'm like, that's a great idea. Yeah. You need some extra help. <laughs> you need some extra help around the house. Have more kids. No. Yeah. <laughs> They're so helpful. <laughs> you need some extra help. You have some extra projects. Like that is, that's a great idea. And they probably need some extra money. So I love it. Okay. Another person said, I have no system. When do I introduce a system? <laughs> I related to you so much, whoever <laughs> sent this in. This made me laugh. Um, but honestly, I just, I think the biggest thing about a system, which I like that Paris brought up, is um, realizing that at any point you can, first of all, at any point that you implement something, you can take it back, yeah. right? Like you can always move backwards. Try things out. Yes, which is great. But also on this, you know, in the same vein, things that you start, sometimes you continue doing without any real intention because they just become habit or they just become family culture or they, you know, for, for whatever reason. So I think, um, not that everyone needs a system, but just being intentional and thinking what's going to work for us when 
when my kids are older? What's what are the routines I do want? What yeah. incentives do I want in my house? Because like we talked about, like you're creating a family culture yep. as you're doing this. Yep. What is there a day of the week that makes sense to do this? Is there a nighttime routine that I like? And it, again, at any point, this can change. Like children are constantly going through new phases and new schedules and whatnot which always provides an opportunity yeah. to switch things up. But I do think that you don't need to feel any pressure to start a system, you know, that that um, doesn't really fit your family. Okay, another thing, we were talking so much about Janet, but she's brilliant, so of course we are. But she talked about how a lot of times as parents, we feel like it's our job to make something fun or make a game out of something or motivate our children. And she was just saying like, that is putting way too much pressure on the parent. That shouldn't be your job to try and make this system so fun or whatever it is like that. She wasn't bashing on them by any means, but just saying like, that's not your job as a parent. You know, they should pick up their room because they are so lucky they have a room and they should be contributing members of the household. And we should want to bring out those feelings in them rather than putting it on our ourselves. We are already so busy. We and we have so much on our plates and we are trying to care for their emotions and a million other things. We don't need to take on that responsibility as well. And I think you don't like I don't know, think looking at it from a practical sense too, you don't want to feel the responsibility to make their whole life exciting. Right? Like Well, and I don't this- want Miles to think that life has to be so exciting exactly. to be so exciting, exactly. you know? Like, don't, I don't think you need to take on that pressure. And also, um, it's not really helpful to your children to think that everything has to be fun all the time, right? Yeah. Like, there are just things that we do because it's helpful, because it needs to get done, because, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And teaching your child that lesson, I think, is so much more valuable than taking the time to, like, make little games to get your child to do stuff all day long. Yeah. One thing that my family did growing up and somebody suggested it as well, but they said they'll set a timer for five minutes, which Janet doesn't love timers. She says that it kind of puts the responsibility on the timer and off of the parent. Um, but I feel like in this context, I don't know. I It's funny. I look back at all these things. I'm like, I like that my family did this. But when I was a kid, I was like, I hate Saturday work day. I hate our five minute cleanups. But anyways, after dinner or whenever things were just getting a little bit out of hand, my mom would set the timer and say, okay, we are doing a five minute cleanup. Everybody is helping all yeah. hands on deck for five minutes. Yeah. And I feel like that just feels really reasonable. Okay. Our house is really messy right now. We're all going to take a beat and do five minutes. And you can have periods throughout your day that you do those we always did them in the evening before bed with my family and that just made sense and if we weren't helping or it wasn't getting done then we'd get five more minutes or whatever it is yeah I love that and just remembering too depending on the age of your children that you can start small like if five minutes doesn't make sense take two minutes take two minutes and focus in one room yeah you know focus in their bedroom focus in the playroom and work upwards. Like you can then eventually make your way to five minutes or make your way to 10 minutes. As an adult, I still love timers. I'll tell myself 15 minutes in the Same. kitchen. I notice you know? I do that too. Yeah. It's, I think it's helpful to, and, and most often more than the fact that it's helpful to like give you a little motivation. Uh, by the time the timer goes off, you're usually like so into it that you want to keep going. Yeah. So, you want to finish the task. Yeah. So anyway, I think that that's actually, I, I'm not against a timer for cleaning. I think it's great. Same. <laughs> okay. Well, I, do you have any more tips? No, I think that was so helpful. I actually loved hearing. I loved hearing what people had to say, and it's it's um, reminded me that it is worth the extra 
like the timer. Maybe it's yeah. only five minutes. Yeah. You know, maybe I tell myself I'm taking five We're minutes. We're not setting the timer for an hour. No, maybe I'm taking three minutes every day to, you know, an extra three minutes every day to help teach my children how to do these things. And that's doable. Someone else said that they just take the time throughout their day to show their kids to take the extra few minutes to clean up a space before they move on and I feel like the consistency and routine of that honestly even for me as an adult I need to work on that and I think that just benefits your family and helps you realize that you know you can do these things in manageable bite-sized pieces throughout the day totally I totally agree thank you so much for listening to this episode we would love to hear your thoughts on I feel like this episode I was like I don't know how to do this. Please share. We had Please lot- tell me if you have any tips on this. We so- had a lot of thoughts for this one. <laughs> yes, so I'm anxious to hear. We will post on the Instagram and I just would love any feedback that you guys have things that are working for your family and ages of your kids to give us a general idea of like what ages, what routines work. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us and we hope you'll tune in next week.